Let's see what the word of God has to say to us today. I'm coming from the book of John, chapter, St. John, chapter 11, the first through the 15th verse. I'm reading from the King James text. It said, now us, a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, a town of Mary and his sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified thereby. And Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. And after that, said he to his disciples, let us go unto Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goeth thou thither again? Jesus answered, There are not twelve hours in a day. If a man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, but he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he does well. How bitter Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. I am glad for your sake that I was not there to the intent that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. We see here the story of Lazarus, his sickness that was in his death. And I know that we've been shut in the last few weeks, amen. And it brings all kinds of thoughts to us. I chose this text because it demonstrates that though we are going through some hardship right now, Jesus loved us. And I chose Mary, Martha, and Lazarus because the scripture plainly say that he loved them. And then we are having all kinds of questions. Why is this virus? And is this virus that we're going through, is it from the Lord? And if it's from him, why would he let this affect me? And then the last question, and will I come out of this okay? I was awakened suddenly on the other morning, and the words was ringing in my mind. He knows what he would do. He knew what he would do. And it stuck with me, and I said, he knew what he would do. And so I got up to try to find these exact words, but I weren't able to find them at the time, these exact words. But my, I just had church when I thought about he knew what he would do. 
And this virus that is upon us right now, even before this virus came, he knew what he would do. And if we will look, no, John 11, the King James text says, and I am glad for your sake that I was not there to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. I was thrilled when I saw it in the message translation. And this it says, I am glad for your sake that I was not there. You are about to be given new ground for believing. Now, let's go to him. New ground for believing. And I tell you, it has thrilled my heart when I realize that this virus has only given us new grounds. Amen to believe. Amen. Believe. Amen comes when we are being tested and tried. New grounds. New grounds. You said, I'm glad I wasn't there. Why? Because I'm giving you new grounds to believe. And we ought to take a moment just praise God for new grounds to believe. So we thank God for this love, for those that question the love and care of God, our Savior, He is for us. And we note here, it made emphasis on, He whom thou lovest is sick. That let me know, regardless of what you're going through, Jesus loved you and you are in His care. Uh, you know, we, we talk about the the benefits of serving the Lord, the houses, the land, the clothes, and so forth. But there's another part of it that says we will suffer for his namesake. The way we come through this is going to be a testimony to somebody about what God can do when we trust him. And may I say here, everything that he allows is that we make no him better. There's a word gnosko, which means to know by experience. And if you have not had an experience in trouble, you really don't know him. Amen. We think about our ride and die friends. Those are the ones that have been with us through all kinds of trouble. But amen, they've been with us and when trouble comes, we don't have no problem because we know that this is my ride and die friend and he's going to be with me. So God, everything that God allows, it is that we may know him better. This virus, I believe that this virus is that the people of God can know him better. To you find out who your friends are when you're in trouble. And we're going to know God better when this thing is all over with. Oh, what the love God has shared upon us as the people of God. And note the book of James, chapter number one, verse four. The King James text says, And let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. The Amplified Version puts it this way, and let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full place and do a thorough, thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed. 
with no defect, lacking in nothing. The message translation put it this way. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. We got a lot of whimpering Christians running around, can't stain anything. Any day the trouble will come, they're ready to faint. But I'm going to tell you what, God wants some preachers and some teachers and he wants some members that's going to stain for Jesus. Amen. Jesus said, you're going to be hated for, for, for my, by all men for my name. Like, we, we get all upset because people don't like us. Let me tell you what, when this thing is over, you're going to be glad to bear some reproach for the name of Jesus. God wants a relationship with his people. He wants a relationship. He don't want to be a token God. He wants to be a God that is in the center of your life. He want a people that want to know him. You don't know him without experience. It was Daniel that said, they that know their God. How are you going to know him if you haven't been through anything? How are you going to know him? But when you've been through something, some of you have already been through some stuff, but God wants to get you to know him better. And look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 2, verses 8, amen, through 11, which none of the prince of this world know. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the hearts of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. So uh, if you've been praying and seeking the face of God, God has already gave you revelation about this situation. You already got some revelation. So let's hold on to that. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. But what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. There was a time when, in the past, when we knew the Lord. I want you to know that God knows exactly what he's going to do. When you have had a test with God, and I think about some of the patriots that knew God. They, had, they were given the secret of God. They had got to that place they didn't have nothing else but God, like our friends, the Hebrew boys, our God is able to deliver us. This is not the first time we've been in a tight pinch, but he will deliver us. But if he don't deliver us, I'll gladly give my life for him. Amen. It's to his glory, it's for his praise. And then their friend Daniel in the lion's den went into the lion's den because God had revealed to him what he was going to do. He went in there and laid up on the lion, took a good night's sleep. King couldn't sleep 
rose the next morning and went in there and said, oh, Daniel, have God delivered you? And Daniel was able to answer him because God had delivered him. When this is over, you're going to be able to look back on this virus and you're going to be able to build on this for the next thing because it's not over with this. Other things going to come up. But God wants you to be strong and resilient. But until you go through something, you don't know what you're able to do. I want you to get some joy in your heart and trust God. Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well. And when we go through and believe God, amen, know that he loved you, know that he cared for you, amen, that sleuthed trying to talk in your ear, telling God don't love you, he's a liar, he loved you, you are precious in his sight, he, the very hairs of your head are not counted, but numbered, he knows the number of the hairs of your head, you tell me he don't care, he cares about you. But he wants you to be developed. He wants you to know him. For to know God is peace by itself. You, I mean, it's better to know God than to know anything else. You can be the biggest philosopher in the world. But knowing God is more important than philosophy or anything else. We're going to get a chance to know him. Because you're going to have to take various things to God in prayer. God will supply your every need. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. We chose a, a theme for this year, and that theme was look again. At the time, we did not know about this virus that was coming on, but God had revealed that in our hearts. First Kings 13, 20, we, we can see that the prophet came along and said, have you seen this great army? He said, look again. But God is going to deliver this army into your hand and you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is God. The whole thing is about knowing God. If you can know him, if you can know him, if you can know him, Gnosko, by experience, David knew him and said, Though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will feel no evil. Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. You anoint my hands with oil, my cup runneth over. Then he said in the book of Psalms, The young lion lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek God shall not want yes. any good thing. If you seek God, Amen. He will fight for you. You are more precious. He said, you see the sparrows in the sky? God take care of the sparrows. He said, you are more valued than those sparrows. I tell you, I want you to realize, take some time in prayer and meditation and let God reveal himself to you and in you. And when you come out of this stuff, the gifts that God has placed in you are going to come to fruition. They're going to come out there bursting and we are going to be getting ready for this last day, this last push. God is interested in letting the church operate in power. 
We are religious, we are churchy, but God want a people with power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And God want us to have power. Go all the way through the Bible. You'll see whenever God's people strayed away, he allowed things to happen to bring them back to him. And he said to Lathers in our text about Lathers, he said, I'm glad I'm on there. Lathers died. But what this is doing is giving you more ground to grow on. In God good, he knew what he's going to do. And in your situation, he know what you're going to do. I want to encourage you, especially right now. Every week we get a chance to try God. The book of Malachi said, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me wherewith said the Lord. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, you'll not have room enough to receive. We, on a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly basis, have the opportunity to try God. God said, try me. The only way you're going to know me is to try me. He said, try me. And he gets down. He really get the glory when, he get, when you get down to what you really need and what is precious to you. And then he said, are you going to share this with me? Look what he did to Abraham, waited all that time and gave Abraham a son and said, now I want you to offer your son, your only son. And he was willing to offer him. And God turns around and multiply him. He became as the saint of the sea. God said, try me wherewith if I will not open to you the windows of heaven, I'll pour you out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive. Amen. I want you to try God. Try him in your offering. Whatever you do, do not back up on tithes and offering during this famine that we are going through. Because God said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. There's so much tied up in it. Amen. God knows what he's going to do. My question to you, what are you going to do? Are you going to try him? Are you going to give him a chance? Are you going to let him reign in your life? Is he going to be your Lord, your God, your Savior? Or is he just going to be somebody you go to whenever you got trouble? He's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Try God. Let him bless you. If he take you through anything, give him praise that he counted you worthy to suffer for his name's sake. Everybody, everybody ain't worthy to be thinking. Paul said, I thank God that he counted me worthy to suffer for his name's sake. God bless you. Amen. Be encouraged. We are praying for you. We are looking to come out of this thing with exceeding joy.